Hello! My name is Tasman Cooey, and I'm the Game Master for Tangent Tabletop, an actual play D&D podcast. In this show, we're telling a story that puts our characters in a constant moral dilemma where they have to ask themselves the question, am I doing what's right? The world of Iglos is very divided, with many sides to a seemingly impending war where the fate of the world is at risk. We tell this story through roleplay, music, and sound effects that will drag you into the world and make you ask yourselves the same question every step of the way. Please join me in the world of Iglos by listening to Tangent Tabletop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This is an Asphalt Studios production. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Hey, Tess, Loki sucked. The ending sucked. I disagree. But why do you feel that way? Uh, Because it's really boring. It's, It's just nonsense. You don't like the conversational aspect of the show? Uh, I would have liked the conversational aspect of the show if, um, you know, it didn't just end with random murder uh, and just the main villain of the TVA just not giving a fuck and ultimately nothing in the show mattered because at the end of it, nothing mattered and no character had any agency and it was all dumb and bad. That's exactly why there is the meta commentary of Loki saying nothing matters. Hence why the show sucked. It, like, <laughs> why are you like, oh yeah, if Loki says the show is bad, then it's no, good. No, 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 that's <laughs> like, not what I mean, man. It's I, not meta-commentary. I, so first off, I'm Tasman. Uh, and I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent Avenue. In this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. And this episode isn't about the Loki series, but we're going to do a brief discussion on it before we get into the actual episode, which is Loki mythology, just because we did an episode on the first episode, and we figured we might as well do a little uh, callback to that. And this episode's coming out a while after the release, um, so it's there's no point in doing a full episode, because we're taking a little bit of break, uh, which we are coming back off of with this episode. So hi, we're back, guys! We're back. We did <laughs> we're it. We're back. Yes, who's back. Anyways, so uh, Loki series. Um, I it, Was it just the finale that did it for you, or did you not like the rest of the series? What's up? I mean, the first... Th- uh, I'd say the first three episodes... Uh, mm-hmm. After we found out about Sylvie and all that, the first three episodes before that were really good. Sylvie's a good character. Afterwards, I really can't remember anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's how like that's how a lot of Marvel stuff is for me because it's just so fucking like nothing happens that is interesting in my opinion. You know, hmm. like I would have preferred the villain having a clear goal and then fighting for a goal. Shut up. I would prefer the villain to hold to a goal and fight for it rather than just like, Hey, if you kill me person, like it's cheap for a villain to be like, Hey, person who hates me, whose life I ruined, you get to kill me. Uh, and then if you do so, the universe is shit. Or 
I, I, you guys get the TVA. And then, like, of course she's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the conflict between Sylvie and him could have been more interesting if he's like, no, I did the right thing. I'm sorry whatever happened to you, but I'm, I did the right thing and I'm doing the right thing. And have that clash instead of, hey, you're allowed to kill me. But you're going to ruin the world, and of course she's going to kill them, and of course ruin the world, so who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. It was written on the wall, especially because, like, if you're going into Loki, you know where the universe is going, so you know mm -hmm. no matter what. The moment that he said, oh, you can kill me, and then the multiverse happens, we know the multiverse is coming, and the show doesn't do a good enough job of tricking you into forgetting that. Yeah. I can see that last point, but as far as everything else goes, uh, the thing with King is, or Immortus, he, you know, the weird mix of um, the one who remains, or he who remains, or whatever, and Immortus slash King that they made, is that he, in the comics, gives a lot of ultimatums. I don't care about the comics. I don't give a fuck about the comics. Let's make that really clear. All right. I'm talking about the story of the show that we're talking about. Okay, and I'll I'll get there in a second. Um, He he gives a lot of... uh, Fucking... I forgot. Uh, He gives a lot of choices where it's like A or B, you can choose this, but there's always a third option, and there was a third option for them to choose, um, which... They didn't. Uh, of course, it was going to be Sylvie killing him all along. Be- because that. of the nature of the choice made. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, the uh, with Kang being who Kang is, uh, him just letting her kill her, uh, with the fact of knowing that he will be back in some form, he just didn't care. Which... To me, it's pretty fun. No, that doesn't the... make sense, though, because the he did everything he did knowing that it was all evil mm-hmm. because of what would come if it didn't happen, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's the point of everything he did. Mm-hmm. And then, boom... <laughs> Well, it he he matter. says in the in the series like he's just tired. He's tired of yeah. holding it back. If it's going to continue, it has to be somebody younger, um, and he would be cool with that. But he was also cool with if they don't want to do it, fine, whatever, fuck up the world, uh, kill the kill the devil, and what comes after, like what's worse, classic dictator move of like you kill me, something worse is coming. Blah, blah, sure, blah, blah, sure. Blah. I I understand the th- the words that he said. I'm saying it's dumb and bad for a show to finish like that. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's my point. the The okay. show itself is like pretty good, probably the best of the three MCU shows. Mm-hmm. But like, you just had a finale problem. Here, here's it's my the question, finale though. problem, and like the last two episodes also really boring like nothing Crocodile happened Loki, man it was a bit character i don't care i loved him <laughs> what about classic loki man he had like a brilliant show of fucking power classic was loki was rad he was actually the only character in that episode specifically that i found really cool and interesting mm-hmm. 
And then, I really but like then, but Lincoln. then at the end of that episode, he makes a nonsense choice because the show actually doesn't understand its characters that well because they're like, oh, no, we're going to stay here after being like, oh, if we had the option, we would totally leave. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. But yeah. Uh, You're bad and your opinions are wrong. You Did you like the Lamentous episode finale? The one-shot camera following them through, oh, fighting through Lamentus. That fucking... Uh, I was I not a fan so of that. Much. I was what? not a fan of it. Here's why. Oh Normally, I'm a big fan of one-takes, right? They're yeah. super cool and interesting most of the time. For instance, Daredevil has some of the best one-takes of mm-hmm. all time. And they yeah. get that from a uh, movie called... Um, oh, fuck, I always forget what that movie's called. Uh, super really good movie, though. Uh, check it out without knowing what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll shout it out in the middle of this episode. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, the way that that specifically was done made me incredibly nauseous to watch really? because it just kept spinning around him over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and in shows like Loki, where there's a big focus on special effects, and we will get to the fucking special effects, because <laughs> I don't know what it is with Marvel, but I feel like every fucking successful movie they make, their, uh, special effects keep getting worse, and I don't know why mm. that's happening, but it is. Um, but it, it also just kind of feels like, like fake to me, you know? Like, I can say, looking back on it, like, yeah, it was for sure a one take but like when you use so much cgi and special effects how like of course it looks like a one take how are you supposed to know you know yeah one one takes in my opinion do their best work when it is a raw uh show and you feel how raw it is and daredevil's a really good example of that because daredevil has little to no special effects that's fair fun fact though uh, they actually did sneak in a few uh, scene clips, uh, and then they also built the entire town of Lamentus. It was just the background that was CGI. Yeah, yeah, it, and I think that was also why it might have felt so, um, why it was so nauseating, too, because the background on top of, you know, a digitally rendered background on top of physical mm. uh, props does not do well for the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't get nauseous or anything. I fucking loved that scene. It was my favorite scene of the series. Yeah. Um, I mean, I it's certainly, uh, you know, I like that one takes are doing well, but I also feel like the show didn't earn a one take. Have you mm-hmm. seen the Daredevil one takes? <sighs> it's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. Because those are, that's fucking art, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, I, I don't know. I really liked, here's my opinion on the finale though. I think it was a better finale than most of what we get in Marvel just because they didn't like, here's my problem with what you're saying and you wanting a fight at the end. No. So then you're misunderstanding me. I don't want a fight at the end, right? If they could have an actual battle of ideas, um, that I'm all for it. Hundred percent. I love a battle of ideas. That wasn't mm-hmm. what that was, though. I mean, Loki and Sylvie did. Sure, 
that's fine. But not Loki. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. Roommates. It was Loki having an idea and Sylvie holding to just the fact that she wanted revenge. <laughs> like, yeah. That was, that's Fair not enough. really a battle of ideas as much as it is Loki trying to hold back a rabid animal. Yeah. And then <laughs> that not working. So it was mm-hmm. a fight at the end, but it's a fight that kind of meant nothing because, again, Marvel did not do a good enough job of tricking you into forgetting that they are marvel studios and the multiverse is coming yeah (laughs) i feel like had they did this show without announcing the doctor strange title and telling us about the multiverse would have been a lot better Mm -hmm. i understand that part however even with knowing the multiverse is coming i still had a lot of fun with it yeah that's fine i'm glad you liked it man um you're wrong for liking it but like (laughs) i'm glad you did i guess uh and then also uh I think I think something that's being taken uh, a little bit too like I think a lot of people are doing it as a joke, but I'm not entirely sure everybody is. I don't believe King is just going to be an Ant Man villain. He's going to be in Quantum Mania, but the way that I don't know, man, it's so fucking funny to me. I would love it. Me and Connor were talking about this because he's probably <laughs> going to end up being the BPE chief, but also they've got an infinite amount of Kangs to work with now, so it doesn't yeah. really matter what happens in Ant-Man Quantumania. True. Um, but me and Connor were talking about it. We were just like, what if this whole fucking Kang situation just like was resolved <laughs> in that movie? I'd be so mad. I'd <laughs> be so, so fucking funny, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm i pretty sure he is going to be the next, like, Thanos-level BBEG. Hopefully better than Thanos in the end. Um, mm. Well, hopefully his fucking opinions and thoughts are f- coherent, unlike Thanos. <laughs> um, I mean, it's going to be hard to fuck up Kang, because he literally just wants to conquer all mm-hmm. of time and space. Like, it's hard yeah. to fuck that up. Yeah, but, I mean, it's hard to fuck up Thanos, too, and they managed, so... Yeah. Um, honestly, with, like... People are gonna say I'm biased against Marvel. Um, you are. I'm not, though. If they make a good movie, <laughs> I'll tell them. Like, I love Captain Marvel. It's a genuinely and good movie. your opinions movie. are wrong and bad about mm-hmm. that. Well, if some of us watch movies that aren't Marvel, so I guess... Our opinions are just more valid than <laughs> yours because that's literally all you fucking watch. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> what was the last non-Marvel, non-Disney movie you've watched? Um, I started watching uh-huh. the second Space Jam last night, but my son wouldn't let me finish it. Okay, so you still haven't. You still haven't <laughs> then. <laughs> Otherwise, um, I don't know. I watch a lot of <laughs> HBO Max now. Oh yeah, <laughs> forget titles. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You use mine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're liking it. Me too, man. I think that's the one I use the most. Hey, you should watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Is that an anime? Yep. Of course it is. (laughs) I mean, watch it. See why Um, I'm so horny for Gojo. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, like like I said, like, I feel like a dick saying this, but, like, the idea of uh, Marvel, like, people love Marvel, and over the last, like, you know, two eras of Marvel, or whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, it's just so homogenized, and no- nothing is great, and everything is just fine. 
Like, Mm -hmm. even the Loki ending is just fine and not impressive. And that's, like, Mm -hmm. my biggest problem with it. It's just, like, you're the richest company in the world. You're a fucking massive media conglomerate. Can you do anything interesting, please? And they just never do. Um, So, and it's just, like, I see it, and I'm just like, no, I'm not going to give Disney, like, an inch of, like... Oh, well, yeah, it was fine. So, of mm-hmm. course, I'm not going to be too uh, angry about it. Or, you know, I'm not going to not criticize it because it's fine. Right? Yeah. I get like, that. I'm going to fuck And I genuinely Disney. like them. Like, I'm not just giving them yeah. an inch. And, and I you will can fucking like hate on Ant-Man, for one, and Captain Marvel. Like, there Captain are movies Marvel that they make so that I certainly good, man. don't like. I love uh, that I movie so much. Voice that opinion, but yeah, and you are wrong. Um, I, I don't know why you like that movie because so it's much, fucking man. great. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, but like, what was it recent? Like, oh, I watched uh, Black Widow. Uh, don't no spoilers. Well. I haven't seen it yet. It sucks. It's bad. It's. Like, <laughs> I, I've heard Taskmaster was another villain problem, which is really sad because yeah. he's one of my favorites. Um, yep, and get ready that's... to be fucking disappointed in that. Because, <laughs> um, fuck, I love when... T- <laughs> this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. Um, right. But I love when uh, Taskmaster's powers come from a fucking visor and that's it. Wait, was <laughs> that not... really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah, that's... that was in the trailer. <laughs> <sighs> Like, it's just a computer helmet. <laughs> I quit. Yeah. I quit the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I will say watch it just for Red Guardian, though. Yeah, Red Guardian. I've seen some clips from, uh, like, here and there on Tumblr, mostly, of Red mm-hmm. Guardian, as well as... Uh, Red the, Guardian's based as fuck, honestly. Yeah, as well as the lady who's replacing Scarlet as Black Widow, supposedly. Yanova or whatever? I don't know. Oh, um, yeah. Phoebe, she seems pretty uh, cool. She is really good in that movie. She's kind of the best part about it, honestly. Cool. Yeah. Um, I love that actress more than I probably should, but she's fantastic. Just from what I've seen, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping to go watch that movie next weekend. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, uh, friendly reminder to everybody. Uh, never fucking purchase a movie off of Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Do not fucking support that shit, please. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, if they yeah. made it a little bit, like, a yeah, decent $30? Price, yeah. Fuck, like, make it the price of a fucking movie ticket. You're good. Literally. We're gonna Especially be streaming it in a few months anyways. Yeah, like, we all know that you're gonna bring it to the stream. Why are you charging so much, you goddamn idiots? Yeah. Fuck Disney. Yeah. Alright. Um, enough Marvel talk. Let's talk about the mythology of Loki. Yeah, let's talk about the, uh, good Loki, if you will. (laughs) So, first a huge shout out to Britannica, NorseMythology.org, Mythology.net, Mythopedia, (laughs) Mythology from Parcast. Big shout out to Britannica, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I fucking love Britannica. Britannica. Yeah. Fucking uh, encyclopedia yeah. that shit, bro. <laughs> there are great resources for this episode because the thing about Loki is there's not 
actually a lot known. <laughs> so there's like two pieces of work that he's in and nobody worships him and that's about it. So well, a lot of Nordic mythology back in the day was like pretty uh, a lot of it was passed on through oral tradition like a yep. lot of early mythologies that weren't Greek. So Yeah. Because uh, the Greeks wouldn't shut the fuck up and not write something down, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. So, Loki in Norse mythology is, of course, a cunning trickster uh, who had the ability to change his shape and sex. So, you know, the whole gender fluid thing. Damn straight. Uh, what? Damn straight. Yeah, literally gender fluid. Yeah. Um, physically. Completely. Hey, fucking utterly. another criticism for the Loki thing. Uh Hey, Marvel, uh, a character just saying they're bisexual does still not count as Disney's first genderqueer. Like, that still doesn't count, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of hoping him and uh, Mobius would end up together. Yeah, I would love to see Tom Hiddleston and whoever played Mobius lock lips. Owen Wilson, dude. Yeah, sure. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know Owen Wilson, okay? I don't know how. Do you... David Spade's better. No. Whatever. Not at all. Go on. But yeah, um, fucking Disney, can you just put a gay character in so we can stop getting releases saying, oh, it's Disney's first gay character, and then it's not? I feel like yeah. they've done that like five times now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love Mobius and Loki together. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Sylvie and Loki, fine, but I would have absolutely fucking been floored. If they Yo, can we talk way. real quick about all the weird people getting angry about self-cest? <laughs> Like, cause that's a thing. <laughs> that's a yeah. thing we encounter in the real world. self cess Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking it's good absolute stuff. cunts. I I laugh so hard every time I saw someone be like, "Oh, this self cess is insane, dude. That's disgusting." Yeah, just like, hey, learn to love yourself, guys. Yeah, it's not like you don't masturbate straight regularly. up. <laughs> if I met the female version of myself, I'd fuck the shit out of it. Okay, <laughs> out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not a citizen, is it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't count. Not legally born in this United States. <laughs> so or any, really. It. I don't think. Well, in the... I really know. hope... The, the ideal female version of you would not be born in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you would be born in... Guatemala. An actual... Yeah, an actual <laughs> communist area. <laughs> I don't think Guatemala is communist. I don't I think be, so. I would either. be born in the United Socialist USSR. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's still I'd be in Venezuela. Communism. Yeah, that works. Going better. ham. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, although yeah. his father was uh the giant uh for ballet, he was included among the Acer, unlike in Marvel Comics. Loki is actually more like a blood brother to Odin, uh, like brother in arms, that type of thing, and a companion to Thor. And they, uh, they would help him with his clever f- plans, but sometimes cause embarrassment and difficulty for them and himself. He's also not just a goddess, goddess, well, I guess, yeah, god of mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also considered a god of fire. Do you ever think it's weird? Because you know how, like, actor and actress have, like, it's just actor now? Yeah. Why do we still call it like goddess and just be gods, idiots? Yeah. You know, in my D and D world, they're, just they're all just gods. Yeah. Yeah. We don't gender our fucking god, and also they're beings of pure divinity. Why are you gendering it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. True. 
That's a very fair point. <clears throat> a goddess can make a world but cannot grow a penis. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, for the centuries that North mythology has been a subject of uh, scholarly study, uh, scholars have been unable to explain the meaning of Loki's name in any convincing way. Uh, most have simply thrown up their hands and declared the meaning of his name to be unknown and probably unknowable. Uh, recently, however, uh, the uh, philologist uh, Elder Hyde, uh, which is a fucking good name, Elder Hyde is huge. Yeah, it's a good uh, name. Anyway, our boy Eldar. Uh, may have solved the puzzle uh, in his research into Nordic folklore from the previous uh, periods more recent than uh, the Viking age. Hyde noticed that Loki often appears in contexts that liken him to a knot on a thread. Uh, in fact, in later Icelandic usage, the common noun Loki even ref- means knot or tangle. Spiders are sometimes referred to as Loki in metaphorical sense, as their webs are compared to the fishnets, which are made from uh, a series of knots and loops that Loki crafts in certain surviving Viking uh, Viking Age myths. Um, from all of this, the most straightforward meaning of Loki's name would be to uh, would seem to be knot or tangle. Hey, Bryce. <clears throat> yeah. Let's go to Vegas and tie the Loki. Good joke. Let's go. Uh, good joke. How long, uh, have you had that prepared, by the way? About five seconds. Mm. Well, five seconds mm. before I made it. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I guess, sure. I write my jokes in if I need them in there. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. That felt so prepared. Uh, this I was propo- prepared to say it. <laughs> <laughs> this proposed meaning of Loki's name powerfully resonates with his role in North mythology in two ways. Uh, first, it points uh, to his role as the maker of nets, uh, both literal fish nets and metaphorical nets in the form of his cunning th- schemes that trap the gods in perilous situations. Uh, second, it could indicate his being the knot in the otherwise straight thread of the gods in, the, in their world, the fatal flaw that ultimately brings about their demise. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, his status in pre-Christian Scandinavia remains somewhat obscure. The medieval sources from which came much of what is known of Loki, per- Loki. <laughs> I love that Loki. Um, that sounds like something Mobius would call him. To be honest, Loki uh, sounds anyways. like something a guy named Luke's younger brother would call him. Oh, Loki. Um, of what is known of Loki provides no evidence of a cult, unlike other Norse deities, and the name Loki does not appear in place names. While treated uh, as a nominal member of the gods, Loki occupies a highly ambivalent and ultimately unique position among the gods, giants, and other kinds of spiritual beings that populate pre-Christian Norse religion. Uh, His familiar relations attest to this. Uh, His father is the giant... uh, uh, Whoa. Forbale. Farbale? It's Is weird. That... It does not look like it should be pronounced that way, but I it looked should it up. Be. Glad to hear it, yeah. Farbale. Uh, and his mother is uh, Lafi or Nal. Uh, could be his uh, god. Uh, could uh, Lafi or Nal could be a <laughs> goddess, a giantess, or something else entirely. There's no stories detailing it. Uh, with his proper wife, uh, Signy, or, or Sigin, I suppose. Yeah. Um, he also has a son named Narfi, uh, whose name might mean corpse, which is fucking good. I'd love naming Hell my yeah. kid corpse. That would rock. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Loki with the female giant, uh, uh, Angor, uh, Angborda. Not bad, man. 
Yeah. Uh, gave, gave birth to his uh, three children, Hel, the god of death, uh, Jormungand, the serpent that surrounds the world, and Fenrir, the wolf. Uh, Man, I, you're actually really good at pronouncing uh, Norse. Uh, I've read a couple of the Rick Riordan North mythology books, so <laughs> I've a little bit of practice. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Loki's most important kid, Slepnir. Hell yeah. I love this story so much because it's just Loki getting <laughs> fucked by a horse, and that's really Hell good for yeah. me. It's so Slepnir, who Loki gave birth to after transforming into a horse and getting fucked by that horse, uh, Svadilfari. I couldn't, yeah, I could not find a pronunciation. Svadilfari. Svadilfari sounds good. I did say right, farty sure. there, but it's all right. Uh, <laughs> which we could, fi- well, we couldn't find a pronunciation guide to it until Bryson fucking kicked its ass. Oh, yeah, good uh, job, Bryson. Odin's eight legged uh, shamanic horse. Uh, so yeah, that's his fucked up kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very good. Yeah, um, good boys so and many, girls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's many. Uh, sorry, in the tales, Loki is portrayed as a scheming coward in most of them, who cares only for shallow pleasures and self-preservation, which is uh, something that is somewhat uh, portrayed in the MCU not too well. Which is why we glorious like this purpose. One. Yeah, glorious purpose. Glorious uh, porpoise. I love that fucking dolphin so much. Oh, uh, look at that glorious porpoise. I want a Loki dolphin variant now. <laughs> He's my oh, turn. Oh, you want to uh, know, just because we're just going to keep going back to this, things sure. that I was disappointed in. Yeah. So the last, play, like the end of the timeline, right? Yeah. Something that really disappointed me about that, even though I saw like the Thanos copter and shit like that. I yeah. feel like they didn't do enough with that idea. Like I really the place where wanted... all the variants go and suddenly the only ones that matter there are Loki's. It's oh yeah, the, the idea behind that was like Loki's survive or whatever. It would have sure, been a lot of fun if they had used the Thanos copter for anything. Like yeah. that would have been fun. I like the Thanos copter is just like a random thing, but I also would have liked What if to... they used it to fight uh the, the the cloud guy, I forgot his name. What they run into a cloud? Yeah, yeah, is with that the how they Thanos fight copter. with it? I would have yeah. fucking loved that, yeah. man. You know, clouds famously <laughs> uh, f- fucking vulnerable to bludgeoning attacks. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. I just would have loved it. Uh, sure. That's all. Um, but like, why not see a couple of other, like, are you telling me that the Lokis are better than any of the Avengers that they've had to prune over the years? They're more likely to survive? It would have been a lot of fun to see somebody else. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, anyways, so he's, uh, he's by turn playful, malicious, and helpful, but he's always reverent and nihilistic. Uh, in nihilistic. The tale of the... Nihilistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah, tale yeah. of the kidnapping of Idun... So welcome Loki, to teach Taz how to read. <laughs> sure. Uh, by his recklessness ends up being in the hands of a furious giant, Theazi, who threatens to kill Loki unless he brings him the goddess Idun. Loki complies in order to save his life and then finds himself in the awkward position of having the gods threaten him with death unless he rescues Adun. He agrees to this request for the same base motive, uh, shifting his shape into that of a falcon and carrying the goddess back to Asgard in his talons. Man, I tell you the what, Oz- the Nor- Norse yeah. were not very good at storytelling. Like, there's no falling action here. He just turns into a bird and rescues her. <laughs> like... Also, like, doesn't True. pass the Bechdel test. This female character has absolutely no 
agency. So yeah, fair enough. The Aussie uh, pursues him desperately. The Aussie also does sound like an Italian car. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining this uh, Italian race car chasing an eagle. Um, Good commercial, by the way. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Uh, If you use that idea, you do owe us money. Yes, of course. Um, In the form of an eagle. But having almost caught up with Loki as he nears his destination, the gods light a fire around the perimeter of their fortress. The flames catch the Aussie and burn him to death while Odun and Loki reach the halls of the gods safely. Loki ultimately comes to the aid of the gods, but only to rectify a calamity for which he himself is responsible. After Thiazi's death, the giant's daughter, Scotty, arrives in Asgard, demanding the restitution for the slaying of her father. Uh, One of her demands is that the gods make her laugh, something which only Loki is able to do. Uh, To accomplish this, he ties on uh, one end of a rope to the beard of a goat and the other end to its testicles. Both he and the goat squawk and squeal as one pulls away and the other pulls the other way. Eventually, he falls over in Scotty's lap and the giantess can't help but laugh at such an absurd spectacle uh here loki once again comes to the aid of the gods but simply by being silly and outlandish which is great i, I would love, love to see taz do that actually whoa yeah <laughs> no thank you uh fuck man that's such a fucking childish thing to do yeah um loki is also the reason mjolnir was created uh he was up to his customary shenanigans one day, uh, when he got on the wrong side of Thor after he cut off the golden locks of the hair of Thor's wife, Sif. Um, Thor became infuriated and threatened to shatter his bones, but Loki managed to dodge Thor's wrath, promising he would acquire even lovelier locks for Sif from the dwarves. Thor, uh, capulated and let Loki go to Svartalheim, the caves where the dwarves resided. The dwarves were allegedly master craftsmen, and thus Loki succeeded in his task, even managing to trick the dwarves into producing more treasured items. Loki accepted the wondrous new head of hair from the sons of one of the dwarves, Ivaldi. The two dwarves were uh, also created another two magnificent pieces. Uh, Skiblanir, a ship that could fold up to fit in one's pocket, always had the best winds in its sails, and a deadly spear called Gugnir. Uh, Loki was enamored by their masterful work, and decided he wanted more. He tricked two dwarf brothers, Rachur and Sindri. Um, Sindri? Sindri. I think it's Sindri, right? Sindri sounds right. That's how it was pronounced in God of War, so... Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, he, into crafting farther fine works for him. He manipulated them by saying that they would not be able to craft better items than the other two brothers had. Sindri then created, uh, Ga- hmm, Bursty, a boar with golden hair. I forgot to look up the pronunciation for that one, so that's sorry, right. guys. Um, even though Loki had turned into a fly and tried to put him off his task. Uh, Sindri created another piece called the Dropnir, a golden ring, uh, which reproduced itself eight times every ninth night. Uh, next, Sindri began to work on a hammer. But Loki, who had turned into a fly again, bit him on the eyelid. <laughs> uh, he managed to still produce Mjolnir, even with Loki's in, uh, interference, but the weapon ended up having a shorter handle than he had wished. Is it fucked up that I'm reading this and being like, oh, these are cool magic items for D&D? Like, I mean, they are, man. Especially the boat, the foldable boat. That kicks ass. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. love that shit. Yeah, it's uh, really good. And it's absolutely going to be the boat that my players get when they get to a point where they're uh, able to leave where they're at. That's anyway. good. I mean, most like most Norse, uh, like dwarven, 
inventions would be great to have in D&D. Yeah, especially drop near where you just sell golden rings. (laughs) (laughs) Especially hair. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, love hair. Uh, the two dwarf brothers, uh, Sindri and Brocker, uh, went up to Asgard to claim payment for the three magnificent pieces that he'd created, but unfortunately for them, Loki arrived back first. Loki gave the hammer and the new hair to Thor, the ring and the spear to Odin, and the ship and the golden-haired boar he gave to Freyr. Uh, the gods acknowledged Loki needed to stick to the deal he had struck with the dwarves, which now required him to offer them his head. Uh, he had bet his head on the dwarves not achieving his challenge, yet he still managed to worm his way out of the arrange, uh, arrangement. He reminded the dwarf brothers that his head was attached to his neck, and he had not promised them his neck, too. In the end, the dwarves were happy to merely sew Loki's mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Real good stuff. That's a fucking so... That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Isn't it, man? Isn't it? Ah, uh, but, you see... <laughs> my neck yeah. is still attached to my head. I'm going to try to pull that in the next D&D game I play. <laughs> See how that goes. Uh, but it worked for Loki. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've got some high um, charisma get players, man. We got this. Yeah. Uh, so after the death of the beloved god Baldur is prophesized, Baldur's mother, Frigg, uh, secures a promise from every living thing not to harm her son. Well... Almost everything. No such oath is obtained from the mistletoe, which the gods think too small and safe of a thing to harm Baldur. Upon discovering this omission, Loki carves a mistletoe spear, places it in the hands of the blind god Hod, and instructs him to throw it at Baldur. Hod is also the brother to Baldur, by the way. Forgot to mention that in the notes. Uh, Hod, not knowing the origin of the weapon, complies, and Baldur is impaled and dies. The god Hermod uh, rides Slepnir to the underworld and implores Hel to release Baldur, pointing out he uh, how beloved he is by all living things. Hell retorts that if this is so, then it shouldn't be difficult to compel every being in the world to weep for Baldur, and should this happen, the dead god would be released from the grave. Every living thing does indeed cry for Baldur's return, with one sole exception, a frost-hearted giantess named Tok, uh, who is almost certainly Loki in disguise, so Baldur must remain with Hell. Here's my question about this one, though. Yeah. Why couldn't he have just been himself and not cried? That's a very... I uh, keep up appearances, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. But also, why did she count Loki in disguise as a separate being from Loki himself? Also good questions. Yeah. A lot of great questions here. Also, like, let's be honest, I absolutely would have killed uh, him too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking piece um, of shit. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a good time for an ad break. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Alright. Capitalism! Hey, Dice Goblins! What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me. To have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit the tabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay, 
any goblin or mini stripes. You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. Well, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, welcome back. So we still don't have any questions, so if you uh, want to send us a question, uh, you can uh, by contacting us through email, tangentavenue at gmail.com, messaging the Facebook page, or posting in the Facebook group. Uh, if you want to answer it in the episode, just state that in the group, and we'll answer it in the episode. Um, we still, I, we're still sitting about the same on reviews, so if you want your review read out in the episode, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and we'll read that as well. Um, also, we, we're supposed to be doing a, uh, a Q&A section on Tangent Tabletop, but we keep forgetting to actually start that, so uh, expect that in episode 12 for that. <laughs> Gotta love it. Hopefully, if I remember again. It's hard. Hard, guys. It's weird to break the... Break it and do it. Even though we're doing it at the end of the episode, it's just something break I keep it forgetting about. Yeah. Break it Anyways. and do it. Uh... How's it going, Bryson? I can't complain, you know? Yeah. Remember when we started uh, last year? No. Uh, the West Coast was on fire? Yeah. Yeah, this fire's all around us again. Yeah, we <laughs> uh, are where we live specifically. <laughs> yeah. It's surrounded by we, fires. We live in a valley, and <laughs> right now it's the ring of fucking fire, I swear to God. Yeah, Um. right, f- like, maybe what three miles from where I live is on, like, level one of evacuation. Evacuation, yeah, and a Soton. Yeah, a Soton, and then yeah. also the Heights has one, too, so... Does the Heights have one now, yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, Fucking level one. rough. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the fire is probably, like, 20 miles out. Uh, might be a little bit closer, a little bit farther now, depending on if they've uh, uh, stopped the spread at all, but judging by the heat wave that we've been in for fucking, like, a month, probably not. Mm-hmm. Good times. Should be good times. I hope the rest of the Pacific Northwest also burns. It would be really cool if we could just get rid of this whole region. <laughs> um, not like we need it, you know? Yeah. Just move to New York, you know? Yeah. Be under the ocean in, like, 20 years. We'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that shit. <laughs> um, the ocean's on fire as well. The moon apparently wobbled a bit, so suddenly we're yeah, going to have more ocean Yeah, and it'll be wobbling until, like... 2035 or something like that yeah you know yeah we're just going th- we're just honestly it's a good thing we're so close to talking about ragnarok because <laughs> fuck, i feel like it's on its way yeah definitely speaking um, of ragnarok yeah yeah that al- also it. a bad marvel movie <laughs> <laughs> uh for for as many crimes against them, the uh, gods eventually forge a chain from the uh, entrails of Loki's son, Narfi, uh, and tie him down to three rocks inside a cave. A venomous serpent sits above him, dripping poison onto him, and Loki's apparently very faithful and loving wife, Sigyn, sits at his side with a bowl to catch the venom, but when the bowl becomes full, uh, of course she has to leave her husband's uh, side to pour it out. When this happens, the drop of a venom that falls onto him causes him to writhe in agony, and these convulsions create earthquakes. And in this state, he lies until the breaking free at Ragnarok. And now, the actual ending of Loki's story, Ragnarok. So first, we'll talk a little bit about the prophecy itself. Uh, someday, whenever the Norns, those inscrupable, inscrup- 
fucking shit. Scootable spinners of fate decree it. There shall come a great winter unlike any other the world has yet seen. The biting winds will blow snows from all directions, and the warmth of the sun will uh, fail, plunging the earth into an unprecedented cold. This winter shall last for the length of three normal winters, with no summers in between. Mankind will become so desperate for food and other necessities of life that it all that all laws and morals will fall away, leaving only the bare struggle for survival. It will North be mythology in- predicted late stage capitalism confirmed. <laughs> Hell yeah! It will be an age of swords and axes. Brothers will slay brother, father will slay son, and son will slay father. The wolves Skull and Hati, who have hunted the sun and the moon through the skies since the beginning of time, will at last catch their prey. The stars, too, will disappear, leaving nothing but black void in the heavens. Yggdrasil, the great tree and holds the cosmos together, will tremble and all the trees and even the mountains will fall to the ground. The chain that has been holding back the monstrous wolf Frenrir will snap and the beast will run free. Jormungand, the uh, mighty serpent who dwells at the bottom of the ocean and encircles the land, will rise from its depths, spilling the seas all over the earth as he makes his landfall, uh, and then helps out um, Kratos and his son, who is also Loki. (laughs) Boiler alert for a game that came out in 2018. Hell yeah. Uh, These convulsions will shake the ship Nothgir, or nail ship, free from its moorings. The ship, which is made from fingernails and toenails of dead men and women, will sell... (laughs) Gross. Yeah, very gross. Hate that. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, we'll, we'll sail easily over the flooded earth. Its crew will be an army of giants, the forces of chaos and destruction, and its captain will be none other than Loki, the traitor of gods who will have broken free of the chains in which he, the gods had bound him. Fenrir, the fire blazing from his eyes and nostril, were one across the earth with his lower jaw on the ground and his upper jaw against the sky, which is fucking fucking insane. (laughs) Uh, Devouring everything in his path. Jormungand will spit his venom all over the world, poisoning the land, water, and air alike. The dome of the sky will be split from the uh, crack uh, shall emerge the fire giants for Musselfine. Uh, Their leaders shall be cert with a flaming sword brighter than the sun in his hand as they march across the Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge, to Asgard. The home of the gods, the bridge will break and fall behind them. An ominous horn will ring out. This will be Heimdall, the divine sentry, blowing the Galhorn to announce the arrival of the moment the gods have feared. Odin will anxiously consult the head Mimir, the wisest of all beings for counsel. The gods will decide to go to battle, even though they know that the prophecies have foretold concerning the outcome of this clash. They will arm themselves and meet their enemies on a battlefield called Vigrid, uh, where plain where all battle surges. Odin will fight Fenrir, and by his side will be the Einherjar, the host of his chosen human warriors whom he has kept in Valhalla for just this moment. Odin and the champions of men will fight more valiantly than anyone has ever fought before, but it will not be enough. Fenrir will swallow Odin and his men, then one of Odin's sons, Vidar, uh, burning with rage, will charge the beast to avenge his father. On one of his feet will be the shoe that has been crafted for this very purpose. It is made from all the scraps of leather that human shoemakers have ever discarded, and with it, Vidar will hold open the monster's mouth, then he will stab his sword through the wolf's throat, killing him. Another wolf, uh, Garm, and the god Tyr will slay each other. Heimdall and Loki will do the same thing, putting a final end to the uh, trickster's treachery. 
uh, but costing the gods one of their best in the process. The god Freyr and the giant uh, Surt will also be the uh, end of each other. Thor and Jormungand, uh, those age-old foes, will uh, finally have their chance to kill each other. Thor will succeed in felling the great snake with the blows of his hammer, but the uh, serpent will have covered him in so much venom that he will not be able to stand for much longer. He will take nine paces before falling dead himself and adding his blood to the already saturated soil of Vigrid. Uh, then the remains of the world will sink into the sea, and there will be nothing left uh, but the void. Creation and all that has occurred since will be completely undone as it never happened. And this is an interesting thing about Norse mythology in general. Uh, it's pretty much the only... Uh, major mythology or religion that ever killed its gods. Yeah. And that's fucking crazy. Yeah, one thing about Norse uh, mythology is that they made their gods, uh, although gods, still more human, I guess. That like was they... a factor of any, uh, any polytheistic religion, really. The mm-hmm. Greek gods were similar in the sense that they all had failings, but the yeah, Greek similar. gods kind of never died. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, like even, uh, Greek gods, like if a Greek god was ever like dead or killed, quote unquote, they would come back, um, because like, let's say a god was swallowed whole. Well, for all of time, it would just live in the stomach of whatever solved, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of stuff like that, where in this one, they full on all of them die except yeah. for some of the women and uh, I believe one other god that stays in Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, it really is. Classic Loki, though, honestly. Yeah, classic. Gotta I, kill everybody. Why can't Loki be a hardcore pirate and a ship of nails in Marvel? Maybe one day, man. I hope so. Me too. But probably not considering Ragnarok has already happened. <clears throat> yeah. It be how it be. Boring movie. (laughs) Any final thoughts? No, not really. Fair enough? Yeah. Everybody read those Rick Riordan books about uh, (laughs) the Norse mythology. There's fun little stuff in there. Did you ever remember the name of the movie you were thinking of earlier? Oh, The Raid. I knew you would. Yeah. Yeah. The Raid and The Raid 2. Fucking... Shout out to Tony, my good friend, for showing me those movies, because I love them so much. Best action movies, even better than John Wick. Impressive. Yeah. There are some Raid actors in John Wick 3, though. Cool. Yeah. You should watch The Raid. Alright. I should also watch more than the first John Wick. Yeah. You should. You should <laughs> I also haven't watch yet. Jujutsu well, Kaisen. Yeah, there's watch a lot of One Piece with watch. your son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, yeah. Loki is a lot of fun. He's uh, one of the most interesting Norse figures, in my opinion, just because there's so little known, but all of what he is known is so complicated, and he's just such a uh, fun character in mythology. He definitely holds a lot more uh, of command over pop culture than he probably did throughout like, the North, Norse religion, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. But it makes sense, because tricksters are inherently fun. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Alright, well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Make sure you leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode, or any of our other episodes. Just leave a five-star review, you know? Or don't. You don't have to. No, do. Yeah, you do. 
you're contractually obligated by listening to this episode. And in Idaho, uh, spoken word contracts are just as important as written. So yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but also, like, you don't have to. What are we going to do? Have to, you know. Uh, join our Facebook group or like our Asphalt Studios Facebook page. Uh, so Facebook groups, Tangent Avenue Podcast, Asphalt Studios is the page, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Tangent Avenue, you can follow on... It's an airplane. You can follow Tangent Avenue on Twitter, uh, at Tangent Avenue, uh, or you can follow me at Wanna Toothpick. Uh, Taz, where can they find you? You can find me at Zafael, uh, but probably don't. Just don't. Yeah, I don't really post Twitter. shit. If you thought his Marvel opinions were boring, oh boy. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, my Twitter page is non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm there. As al- <laughs> yeah. As always, we want to thank our wonderful artist, Julia Marie Artistry. You can find her work at Instagram.com slash Julia Marie Artistry. Our intro, mid-roll, and outro uh, are uh, by Homesick Entertainment. You can find their work at YouTube.com slash C slash Homesick. As always, even though we're taking, uh, you know, we're just back from our break, uh, so is Tangent Tabletop. So check out the new stuff that we're doing there. Uh, we've got a yeah. lot of fun. Starting back up on episode 10, we got our new player back involved, and uh, the story's starting to ramp up. Uh, we got our character development out of the way, established the party, even though we ended up losing one of the members and gaining a new one. It's established, more or less. Um, we got a lo- so, lot of good stuff coming with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh more twists and turns coming uh, pretty much every step of the way. The story will change and evolve and just be a lot of fun. And then if you're into more darker stuff, uh, the darker storyline will be coming in Iglos uh, sooner than you might expect. It's going to be a lot of uh, fun, a lot of chaos and before then, and then it's going to take a dark turn. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um so just stay tuned for that. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Tangent Tabletop at all, uh, it's a it's a D podcast right now, but it's a tabletop gaming podcast by nature. So we'll be playing other games as well as we complete campaigns. Campaign one is Iglos, a political uh, and uh, moral choice story. So as they make their ways through, they'll be learning stuff about the politics of the world, uh, the morals of the world. They'll be questioning themselves and other people, and other people will be questioning themselves. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I try to make them question everything. So Yeah. Yeah. And things may seem black and white at times, but they never are. Yep. All yeah, right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Adios. This was an Asphalt Studios production.